been a little bit max yeah i mean this is i would say if this is for the first time season two right what first would you say about that too. yeah absolutely yeah it's it it's good to be back it's good to uh chat with you again see your face um i forgot to look up one thing i meant to do was look up how many miles away we are but uh we're quite a few i would say close to like three billion three billion yeah maybe 35 billion but some in that range, um, yeah. Let's see. So to to put some reference to that, I'm uh, Matt is in Milwaukee and I'm in Mars. So that's fifteen <laughs> miles away. We are. Oh, I thought we were talking inches. That's why I said three billion. Um, so yeah, Max, why don't you, uh, fill our lovely listeners in on what's been going on in your life since uh, our episode, which was almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a year and I think three weeks ago now, um, oh, more than a year ago. Yeah. 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 It was right before the shamrock shuffle of 2019. Um, I'm sure you were at the 2020 version. Um, uh, that's actually. Oh really? Wow! So wow! Wow! We both missed it. But yeah, it was it was, was at, social distancing, man. Oh, good. Was that? Did that happen uh, before after social distancing? Yeah. Oh well, in, it it happened like I don't know. It was early March. It was certainly before, um, like the NBA shut down. Yeah. But, it was like we knew there were confirmed cases in Milwaukee and standing in a crowded bar did not sound like a good idea. Good, good man. I'm glad you took the necessary precautions. But yeah, I, uh, I moved down to New Orleans in end of July of 2019. Um, yeah, starting back up in school. Um, so I was lucky enough to get a phone call in uh, mid mid. June and they asked if I wanted to start school up on August 1st and I said heck yeah sign me up and so I, I drove on down spent some time it took me all of July to get down here uh, had yeah. A bit, a bit. yeah I had a little bit of fun along the way um, but yeah I've been just finished up uh, technically finished all my classes for the first year of, of medicinal school yeah med school started it and we're we're one year, technically one year of classes in. So it feels good. We just started up phase two, as they say. Uh, so a whole new round of classes started on Monday. Um, so we're learning a little bit more of the medicine stuff, a little less of the science basics and a little more of the fun uh, 
or I guess kind of scary medicine stuff. So it's, it's been good to get started with something new in this, in this current uh, time that we're living in time of COVID, if you will, SARS-CoV-2 to be scientifically accurate. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of changes for me. A lot of first times have happened. Um, But yeah, I think we're all living through a pretty crazy first time down here. Um, And by down here, I mean, on the planet earth. Uh, It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty. On the planet earth down here. Yeah. 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 You know, Uh, but yeah. Yeah, how, what's your – give me give me like a quick, you know, minute of your last year, I guess. Um, so, yeah, obviously we – we Max and I used to live together. Um, mm-hmm. And we obviously both moved out of that place we were living in. I moved in with my girlfriend Amy in an apartment in Walker Point. Um, almost – I mean, last September, so like nine months ago. Nope, not quite that much, but <laughs> you get the idea. Um, but yeah, things have been going really good, worked good. Um, things are groovy. Uh, yeah. Nice. Other than the last couple weeks, things yeah. have been smooth sailing. Uh-huh. Um, so... Why don't we talk about what we are going to be kind of diving into on this for the first time. And yeah. let's, also, let's also, actually, before we get to that, let's explain, because I'm assuming people will will notice a, a very slight decrease in the quality of our audio. For sure. Because normally we have just top-notch, in-the-closet blankets all around, high <laughs> mics um, for recording um, but we are just kind of recording over our phones making do with what we have with distance obviously. Um, but we are also zooming each other over mm-hmm. the internet so we can see each other uh-huh. um, but yeah so that's kind of what we're what our setup is um, and, and is the reason you might notice a little, a little step down in quality. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And before we, before we get into any of the meat, I think, you know, for our longtime listeners, they know that at the beginning of every episode, we do a little something, we do a little shout out. Um, and so I think uh, for those of you who are just joining us at the beginning, we always, you know, do a drink shout out. Historically, it's often been a beer shout out. And so uh, I think we should just tell the world what we're what we're sipping on tonight. And uh, why don't you go first, Matt? Oh, heck yeah. Um, I actually got a nice little surprise this afternoon. Um, I was working in around like three o'clock. I got a call from my lovely mother and said, hey, come outside your apartment. I have something for you and Amy. Came outside and she got a growler of Happy Place from... Oh, stop. <laughs> oh. Third space. Um, so I am drinking some freshly poured Happy Place. 
Dang. Yeah, that's making me jealous, dude. Giving a little tear in my eye. I miss I miss that place. I miss that beer. Um, shout out to Third Space for making the best beer in Milwaukee, in my most humble opinion. And um, always uh, been being friendly to our our friends and, and keeping us somewhat employed. So I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, so what I'm drinking is a brewery that is actually just down the road from my place here in New Orleans. And it uh, it actually reminds me a little bit of, of Third Space, the brewery itself. Similar timeline, similar story. Uh, and they make some pretty good beers down here. It's called Urban South. Um, they do a great job. I'm in there quite a bit. Uh, just kind of making friends with the bartenders and locals there. They always have good food and stuff. And so I'm drinking one of their special releases. They were supposed to have a big special release party that got canceled. And so the other day, I ordered a couple four packs of their limited release online. Uh, highly recommend doing that. And this one's a, a Hellas Lager called The Lonely Road. I think something just a little nice and easy uh, to start the night off. So without further ado, I'll crack that one. Nice. Uh, yeah, glug it into a glass here. And yeah, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, drink uh this podcast brought to you by both Third Space and Urban South. Very fitting uh, to have Third Space on the pod. And I'm, you know, coming back in. So I appreciate you getting some happy place. Absolutely. All right, Max. So what did we do for the first time? Well, we, for the first time, have decided to live through a pandemic. Um, and not only that, but we've decided to uh, sort of social distance ourselves and try to maintain as much time as possible in our own spaces and away from others. And yeah, basically we've done, uh, we've done COVID for the first time. Uh, we haven't actually gotten it, but we're, uh, we're surviving through it. Um, yeah. And I think you guys are all with us on that one. So I think it's yeah. safe to say everyone listening will have also experienced. Yeah. I mean, Unless this is like going down in the in the history books, like if you're one of those listeners who started at episode like 115, maybe when you were, you know, uh, maybe like 15 or 16, and you weren't alive when this happened, or you don't remember it, like <laughs> hopefully we can give you paint you a pretty picture of what it uh, what it looks like and what we've been going through. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's start with just kind of what it's been like. What are you? How are you feeling, man? How's how's all this time indoors been or have you been making it outside to get some fresh air or what? How are you maintaining yourself? Yeah, so I feel like it's kind of important to give a little context because I know obviously as the virus spread, it hit different cities and different regions yeah. harder, quicker. Um me being in Milwaukee, it, we were not one of the first places that were um, kind of overwhelmed with cases. Um, but I, I was a little bit, I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I kind of, early on was just like I don't really want to be going into work I don't want to be going out and doing a lot of stuff hence why I didn't go to 
the Shamrock Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I mean, yeah, my work didn't close down or didn't really allow well not allow but didn't really push any remote access until last week monday and i was actually the first person to um get set up remotely Mm -hmm. and start working remotely Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it was kind of bizarre because there's a, a bit of a I don't want to say stigma, but it was some people are just thinking and and I don't think at my work or with any of the people I knew there was anyone thinking like, oh, this is all a hope. This is no big deal. But being in the line of work that I am, it was also a really, really crazy time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what line of work is that for those of us that don't know? I am uh, in the finances. Mm-hmm. I'm a financial advisor. And so the markets have been especially crazy the last few weeks. Um, and so it was just really difficult for people to leave mm-hmm. uh, because the markets were going crazy. Clients needed us. And it was tough to be like, oh, well, we are just going to go home and not be able to service the people that need us. Yeah, and if you guys know Matt, you know that uh, he's really good at servicing people as well. So, <laughs> Not sure I quite caught that one, bud. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was just weird. It was a weird kind of situation that, like, uh, it was – a little bit uncomfortable in the office that it was like, okay, we want to, because no one was saying like, you can't work from home. If you work from home, you'll be fired. But there was also no one saying everyone needs to be out of the office. And so as the first one out of the office, it was kind of difficult being like, okay, well, I'm not coming in anymore, even though the market's crashing. Um, and yeah, it was just a little, a little tricky. Yeah. Um, but so I've been working from home for, I don't know. I mean, since last Monday. So yeah. this tomorrow, it'll be, a full two weeks of working from home and and how much of your work is uh, could you have done it at home like do you feel like you shouldn't have been wearing this suit the whole time you could have been a pajama man from day one or like what's (laughs) well so so i mean understandably we're not having you know client meetings we're not having clients come into the office and so that's the real big thing is that like that is now the reason why working at home makes sense is because nobody is coming into the office Mm -hmm. to have meetings Mm -hmm. and we can do everything over the phone. We can email, we can work on our computers. And so now there's no real substantial reason to be, um, at the office. Sure. Uh, 
And so that's why it makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was difficult at first, just kind of getting used to um, not being able to go and easily walk out of your and ask questions or, yeah. or just interact. Um, but it's been, I mean, it's been fine. It's not, I, I would say I wouldn't prefer it. Mm -hmm. I much prefer being in the office and, and being able to have interactions with people and, and kind of go through um, other people with ideas or different conversations. But it, like, we're not quarantining because it's better or because it's fun yeah um we're doing it because it's the it's the right thing to do for sure for sure and um you feel like the switch from this like early like oh maybe it's something we should think about to oh we all need to be inside now nobody come to work was that pretty quick transition in in milwaukee or at least in your work and in your communities, or was it kind of a, a slow burn? Um, it, it felt like it felt pretty quick, mm -hmm. although it's tough to say because I'll share a story later that mm -hmm. explains why some places are still yeah resistant and um yeah so i mean with the people i was working with 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 my friends yeah uh, <clears throat> it felt very very quick and decisive yeah like at a certain point and it was like okay everyone's working from home yeah. uh, but i mean you go out on the streets in Milwaukee and it's not, I mean, all the, everything's closed, mm -hmm. but you go on the highway and there's still a good amount of cars. It's mm -hmm. not like the city's just totally deserted and dead and everyone is staying inside. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. It's definitely, uh, it was definitely, I felt as if it was a bit of a, it like eased into the severity that it is now down here in New Orleans. There was definitely a lot of pushback at first, people still wanting to get out and have their festivals and parades. And um, I think there's, there's been a decent job of, of, you know, slowly getting people to, to, you know, social distance and stay inside. But I mean, it's definitely a, a culture of being outside and especially this time of year, it's so beautiful down here, man. And, um people want to be out and having a good time in the parks but still a yeah. lot of people in the parks and stuff so and i i think that's that's something that made it a little bit easier for milwaukee mm -hmm. you know yeah. that we didn't have anything big coming up um other than like you know opening day for the brewers or bucks games yeah uh, it wasn't like there were any big festivals or anything like that going on it was just kind of shitty outside yeah. so yes yeah, it was a lot easier to think make that classic like okay, yeah. classic yeah. march in milwaukee you don't even want to go outside if there wasn't a, a virus out there yeah so what was your 
like so you're going to classes every day when did you stop going to classes how did that how did that work what did that whole kind of process look like for you yeah yeah so my schedule is a little different i think than that might be expected we do a lot of uh there's a lot of opportunity for us to do class and and watch lectures online and so the transition from you know having open classroom to um just having everything online was already sort of in place um, in terms of recording lectures and putting them online for people to watch later. So that wasn't too big of a transition. You know, there's already, they already put almost every lecture online and it's just like, there's definitely people that, uh, you know, don't come out of their, out of their homes or out of their office, whatever, out of the coffee shop until it's test day. And that's just like part of the vibe down here, which is uh, something that I really, I'd like about the program, you know, it's kind of choose your own adventure sort of, um, and so I really appreciate that about, about Tulane, but, uh, yeah, so we were able to transition to that, not being in the classroom pretty easily, but the real bummer was a lot of the outside of the classroom stuff that was getting canceled. We do a lot of, uh, student run volunteer clinics and, um, other extracurricular things, helping out in the community and kind of building our own community within the school. And so that was, t- that was frustrating to lose a lot of that, um, but um, yeah, it was, there's definitely just a lot of like, okay, what's going on? What are we going to do? Are we going to be online classes for the next you know month, for the next two months, for the rest of the year? What's going to happen here? And so, um, yeah, definitely a lot of people, a lot of people dipped out pretty quick and went back to their parents or um, communities that they had been living in before school, um, just to kind of wait it out a little bit, which uh, I think is really awesome to do like if you have family that you want to go see like now's the time now that was the time to do it you know to get out before things got crazy down here which they did um and yeah just the cases and the numbers started blowing up pretty quick down here uh really uh seen a pretty cool response from the city uh, and from the state doing the best they can to try to get as many tests and stuff out there it's definitely a process. There's, there's been a lot of hiccups and stuff, but I think they've done a pretty good job of, of trying to keep um, things rolling in terms of getting testing out there and, and trying to help out the people that work at small businesses and restaurants, which is a huge part of the industry down here. I mean, so many places. Oh yeah. big time. And so many places just starting up in the past couple months, past year or so. And so, yeah, I think they're trying their best to keep those people keep helping out those folks that are in those industries and um, recently seen some pretty cool response of trying to get some of the people um, that are living out on the streets down here, get them into some of the hotels that are, have been closed down um, just to make sure everybody has their own space and can, you know, quarantine if they want to and distance themselves and um, not have to be, uh, you know, just under the bridge or whatever. So it's been, it's been good to see that. And I think something that some other cities could definitely uh, take up on themselves to try to do and help out a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool to see that and, and try to get involved, you know, and, and try to help out. I was volunteering at some testing sites, which was pretty fun, uh, fully gowned up and had the mask and the face shield on and everything and helping people get in and get tested. And um, it was really empowering to see, you know, people coming in and taking control of their, their own health and getting tested and seeing what they can do to get better and, and make sure this thing doesn't spread too much more. Um, 
and yeah, I think the city and the people in the city are, they definitely love each other and, and there's a lot of community down here. It's fun to, to be down here and it's really um, empowering and rewarding to see the response that people have to things like this down here. But it is definitely, it's definitely sad and hard, but I mean, uh, it's, it's been helpful to help out and do something. And that's definitely what's, what's kept me going and been able to see sort of how things work uh, when shit hits the fan like this. So, yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a trip for sure, but just trying to do whatever we can to help out, you know, and take classes on the side. Yeah. I mean, we had some time off. We were lucky enough to have already have had some time off in our schedule. So it was, it was nice to have some days off, not to have to worry about studying and just kind of focus on, on making sure everybody at home is okay. And, and everybody down here is, is comfortable and healthy. So, yeah. So one thing I was interested in asking you is you being in medical school and, you know, obviously being a little bit more connected to the medical field. Um, what has the response been within the medical field versus the response of just friends, family, well, obviously also both your parents are in the medical field, yeah. but like friends, other people you're interacting with, is there a stark difference? Is it like everyone else is not taking it seriously and all the medical professionals are, are really taking it seriously? Or is there that same kind of pushback of just like, oh, come on, we got to keep doing our like jobs. This isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. With those or... Do you have a, a decent insight? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wish I like I wish I had a better insight, but I mean, I think that's kind of like asking uh, like a a freshman who's studying education policy what it's like to be a teacher, man. Like I, I mean, I'm still I'm still just learning so much, and and I definitely have a little bit more of an, an insight, I think, than than the average bear. But you know, I'm I would say um, just what limited uh, ex like exposure I do have and ex uh, you know, uh, perspectives that I have seen and heard from it. It seems like, um, it's definitely on a big picture scale and in some systems and some hospitals, it's definitely, um, pretty hard, really hard. And, um, people are working way harder, but at the same time, it's the, the training and the profession itself. I think the individuals that are in those roles, um, no one's ever ready for this, but that's, you know, what they're trained for. And that's what uh, people who go into this field often want to do, especially those ones who are in the ERs and in the intensive care units. And um, that's, that's kind of what's what people signed up for and they're, you know, handling it in really confident and calm and, ways that are that you would expect from from professionals in those settings um yeah just some of the the perspectives i've heard you know there's it's just another big issue that is overwhelming everything but it's not overwhelming in the way that people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off you know it's it's still a system there's still systems in place that are working that people are falling back on and relying on to do the work uh, in ways that they can manage and 
in ways that they were taught to manage. Cause it's like when there's a job in front of you, you do it, man, you figure out how to do it. You get your team together. And when you get crazy and you start acting like, um, someone, you know, some news reporter or something who's, you know, selling headlines by making it seem like it's the end of the world. That's not how you get a job done. Sure. You're going to sell some headlines and stuff, but, uh, the people that are getting the jobs done are in there getting the jobs done, you know, cooler heads always prevail. And, and I think that's continuing. And, uh, I think there's some, some really scary stuff on the horizon for sure. Um, what with, you know, some shortages of, uh, personal protective equipment, PPE, that's definitely a buzzword right now. Uh, and all yeah. that, and, and people trying to find ways to support and do whatever they can to help out. And yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's tough, but um, yeah. Sorry, I was giggling there. We got a little uh, agenda pulled up here, and Matt just deleted a topic that I think is pretty important. But we'll skip it for now. All right. Um, no, we'll. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Um, but anyways, yeah. I from what I've heard, it's you know, it's how you would expect people managing in situations like this. You know, people working hard and people finding ways to get the job done. And I mean, you got to give your hats off to individuals in that position, individuals in any job right now who are having to work extra hard and still get the job done. And, you know, it doesn't help. As you know, this is definitely a hard time for you in your industry. And I'm sure as much as you'd love to stick your head out the door and start yelling at people, that doesn't get a job done well, does it? So, right. so yeah, it's definitely tough. And there's ways that we can all help out and support um, people within the medical field, um, whether that means, you know, helping babysit their kids or, um, you know, finding ways that you can organize your friends to raise some money or raise some food to, to donate or whatever it may be. Creating PPE is definitely a, a big thing that people have been talking about on the Internet and finding ways to do do it yourself, homemade masks and gowns and stuff. And uh, I would say make sure you do a little research before making stuff. You don't want to make something that's not going to be useful. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's always the thought that counts. But it'd be awesome if the thought and the product counts too. So uh, for any of our friends right. out there who are a little more crafty and are doing that type of stuff, keep it up. But do a little research and make sure you're reaching out to the places you're going to donate to and that it's something they could use. So, yeah. Wow. So one other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I mean, wait, you, you touched on PPE for a little bit, but another kind of similar route is how have you seen like supply hoarding in New Orleans? (laughs) Like, I mean, Across the country, people have been talking about toilet papers off the shelf. Oh, yeah. You got to get that poopy paper, you know. God forbid. God forbid you you run out in two months because they're going to stop selling things. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say I've seen some funny stuff for sure. Um, Definitely the Costco was out of toilet paper pretty quick, which is uh, kind of a bummer. I would say it's a bit of a an overreaction by some people, but, uh, along with that, people wearing masks. I saw, 
there's definitely someone who is having a, there's, there's still some people who, uh, you know, could use a little bit of help that are kind of, uh, roaming around still, you know, people still trying to get a little, get a little crazy or weird or having their own struggles and seen a lot of people wearing masks, uh, and just not in the way that you're supposed to. So if you do have a mask, if you did decide to hoard a bunch of masks, um, all right, maybe find a way to distribute them to your, your friends or family, or at least especially maybe some people in, in healthcare professions or at the, uh, the stores and restaurants that you're shopping at still, but make sure you put the, the metal part up at your nose. Cause that's what makes <laughs> the seal. And so I've seen a lot of people with like wearing masks upside down, wearing masks sideways, you know, with the two loops over their ears instead of over the head and, or wearing multiple masks, um, you know, just just maybe, yeah, once you get to your research, you know, make sure you know what you're doing out there. Uh, you know, it's like it's like anything, you know, you got to know what you, you, know, you got to know the tools you're working with, you know. You don't just hand a five-year-old yeah. a power drill and tell them to figure it out. But, uh, yeah. Well, you would. Some of us would. That's, um, in Milwaukee, it feels like the hoarding is definitely not as bad as it is other places. Yeah. Um, I can't speak personally to um, toilet paper. We were we were pretty okay stocked and didn't want to add to the depletion, so we <laughs> did not get any more. Um, but I think there's some still on the shelf maybe i'm wrong so um, but so works. here's my question if you were to run out of toilet paper right now what would you use well we still have running water okay let's say there's no water so would you just shower every time you take a shit worst case ontario yeah what if you just what if you run out of water or running water you still have water but it's it's just walking it's just what it's just walking it's not running water. It's just walking water. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. So can I do laundry? No, you can't do laundry. Well, you could do it by hand. Well, how would I flush the toilet? It, that's the only thing that works. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's the only works. thing that works. So what would I do if I ran out of toilet paper and the only water source that functioned yeah. was the toilet. the toilet. Yeah, but you could fill up buckets from your, uh, like you could fill up maybe a few buckets, like three cups at a time. But it takes like an hour to get two cups of water. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I, here's the I idea. Don't... Here's my idea. You know those little handheld squirt guns? All right, now we know why this question was being You get those little handheld squirt guns and you fill them with water and then you just have a bidet anywhere you go. Bingo, get them over. And you better do the yeah. job. You know, a couple squeezes and you're good to go. Brilliant. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. What a 
Um, but no, I mean, I think if we have not seen here as significant of um, as significant of shortages of supplies as other places. So what if what uh, if you could only get a ton of one item at a grocery store? Um just one, one item. item. I think I mean Miller Light is that <sighs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. See, I didn't think that. I didn't think that far. I was just going to say tortillas because you could also use them as toilet paper. <laughs> Miller Lite. Yeah, you could you could rip apart the cardboard and use it. You could yeah. eat the cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it all works, but Miller Lite is, is carbs and, and water. hydration. Yeah. It's like our whole, you know, back in the day before they knew about clean water, everybody just drank beer all the time. I think we should go back to those days, you know? We might get some more good ideas flowing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So, another, another kind of interesting point to touch on uh is who's taller (laughs) all right let's tackle this one who's taller max are you taller well i think if you're counting our whole bodies you'd have to count me because i've got longer hair okay so if you gel your hair straight up well even if you just stacked them all on top of each other all right, you win that one. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> what? I think this, because this is obviously, I wouldn't say it's a depressing episode, but maybe it's a little, a little more bit. serious. It's a little bit of a down. We're all, we're all struggling. It's a little, it's a little more yeah. So what are some silver linings about this whole pandemic? What are What are some things that you're seeing that are, you know, the the little nuggets of of goodness that are coming out of all this garbage. Yeah, so, I mean, a couple things. One is definitely, like, uh, uh, not sure. Like, I'm still – I still don't know about this one because I've just seen a lot of people getting outside and, like, going – on long walks, like going to the park. Um, I think there's been a little bit more of that, a little bit more people having to look inside and realize, okay, what's uh, really important to me. I'm stuck inside all day. I just need to be outside. I just need to be out of this space. I need to find some sort of space that I can be outside of this one that I'm in. And I think that's pushing people a lot of times to a lot of the parks down here. Um, there's a lot of streets that are really beautiful and have these big trees down in the neighborhood that I live in where it's just very gorgeous and um, really getting people to be outside. But um, at the same time, I hope for everyone, but it's, it, it looks like a lot of people are maintaining distance and, and staying aware of 
of not touching things and, and using too much stuff and just really getting outside um, and realizing the importance of being in the world a little bit more um, and not just so caught up in, in whatever's in front of us. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one. I, yeah. Let's, what do you think? What's one that you've noticed? Yeah. Kind of along that same uh, train of thought is I think this is, I mean, it sounds super cliche and I'm sure everyone's heard it a lot, but just being able to slow life down a little bit and to not have the ability to constantly have something going on. Because that's something that personally I'm horrible at. I wake up in the morning and jump in the shower, get ready, go to work. On the way to work, I'm listening to a podcast. Then I'm at work, I'm working. Coming back from work, I'm listening to another podcast. And then I get home and then it's, what do you want to do? What should we do for dinner? What? And it's just going, 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 going. Back, back to Cali, Cali. That's the one. Um, And I think... It kind of like this situation doesn't allow for that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. There's only so much video games you can, or play. Yeah. It's, you have to have some time where you're sitting and doing something where you're slowing down and thinking yeah and i like i said that's something personally i have really had a hard time doing is slowing down and i've over the years kind of forced myself to allocate some time to do Mm -hmm. that Um, and this has been a great opportunity to do that but i think for a lot of other people um who might not think they need it. Um, it's kind of an unintentional time of slowing down, having some, having some time for a little meditation, whether or not they intend for it to be that way. Or yeah, not. for sure. It's, it's definitely uh, an opportunity, sort of a mandatory time of internal reflection uh, for the entire world. And, and I think that a lot of times we have, we've had moments like this, um, for most of my living memory, there's been, there's been situations like this that have kind of shocked the the system, whatever that is, whether it's the city, state, you know, country or, or very rarely world, but at times it is. And this one is, is such a slow, long lasting, just consistent, like, oh, stop, remember what's going on. You can't get away with you can't get away from from what's happening in the world because it's it's happening to everybody all at once right now. We're sort of forced to think about um not only how everyone else is reacting, but also just think about ourselves and our place in the world. You know, it's um there's been some big moments in our life that have, have really pushed us to somberly reflect and think for sure as as a country or as a city or as a community. And this is a huge one for everyone. It's unprecedented. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
this is the first one that's been for the world. Yeah. I mean, like we've had, you know, really some serious things that have happened in our yeah. country, maybe serious that have happened in Milwaukee, yeah. but there's never, there's never been anything at least as long as we yeah. have been living that has so just encompassed the entire globe. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that is crazy to think about. And it's also really, while all of this is horrible and, you know, is just a, a really kind of tragic, mm-hmm. event, it's still, you know, a great silver lining is that the world is uniting essentially against one common enemy and faceless virus. Yeah. Yeah, Um, for sure. It's sort of like uh, for all my comic book nerds out there, it's sort of like Watchmen, you know, you know, that's what we needed. So anybody who read the comic book, not the TV show, but you know, whatever, put it out there. Um, Yeah. I mean that, and then, I mean, on top of that, some silver lines, you know, uh, I've had to have real conversations with, uh, some of my male friends outside of sports. I feel like oftentimes it's just like, Oh, what's up? How the Packers doing? How the Bucks doing? We don't have that opportunity, man. We just got to actually talk about, about life, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think it's been tough losing sports for some of us, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely you know, pushed me and I think some of my uh, interactions to not have that to fall back on. It's just like, oh, the Bucks are looking good this year. Or, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have something new to talk about, I guess, or at least first. Yeah. The, instead of the default question being like, oh, so like, what do you think? How about them Packers? The, the, the question is now, hey, so how have you yeah. been doing? What are what are things yeah. like like wherever you like what's quarantine yeah. like? Which is certainly more Yeah, it's definitely more we're definitely yeah. having more more intimate personal conversations. How are you how you know, I haven't often asked people, how are you spending your individual time to yourself when you're stuck right. in a room? <laughs> you know? Like or when you can't yeah. talk to too many other people, what do you do? Like how often do we get to have that question and right. have that conversation? And that's definitely, um, I mean, not to downplay the severity of, of anything at all, but it's, it's, yeah, there's so many opportunities for us to, to do different things, to explore new things. You know, I just started playing the guitar for the first time in like eight years. And before that I maybe played it five or six times. So it's been fun learning a new instrument, which is sick, um, uh, painting a little bit which is fun. I saw you were making a puzzle the other day. Oh, yeah, we've got a... Uh, it's an absolutely impossible puzzle. But that's that's for another yeah. conversation. So, okay, um, we're running yeah. tight on time, but before we before we go, I want to share a little Yeah, tell me the story. That I was informed of. Um, and this is completely real this is actually happening and the reason i really want to share it is to kind of um 
inform people that there are companies or individuals that are still out there thinking like this. So I have um, a buddy. I'm going to use different names because <laughs> I, I don't to throw anyone under the bus. Everybody named George. George. Good choice. Uh, and George works at a lighting company. He provides lighting for big factories. Okay. And one of his coworkers, well, so part of what his <laughs> job is, is going to the different factories and, um, visiting there and kind of keeping up with what they need and what they what they're doing um one of his co-workers went to a factory this week just this week in mm-hmm. milwaukee walked into the factory and this co-worker of george george's um had gloves on and had a mask on because that's what their company was doing for any time they were going into these factories that were still up. And sure. around. He went with a, with a mask on and gloves on. And the first person he saw said, what are you doing with the gloves and the mask? And he was just like, Oh, well, you know, just being safe. And this guy apparently like rolled his eyes at him. Um, and as he was going through this factory, 100% of the people were still there. This is a factory with over 100 people mm-hmm. working there. Uh, 100% of them were still there and they had signs posted around the factory saying, don't believe the hoax. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Essentially saying this is all just a myth. It's all a lie. Don't believe it. Come to work as normal. You have nothing to worry about. It's all a big. Oh my God. That is this week. And to give you guys context on kind of when we're recording this, it's April 2nd. It is April 2nd. And most people are in kind of stay-at-home mode. This is not just like a brand new first week of the virus where people are still unsure. It's pretty obvious what's going on here. And this week, there is still a company that is saying this is all a hoax you don't need to worry about anything so that is what we're up against really is (laughs) that type mindset that type of culture or idea um, which is kind of terrifying that that would still be going yeah that's that's tough, man, and I think uh, it's it's really frustrating and definitely uh, speaks to some of the things 
that are very frustrating about uh, living in a place where science may not be uh, the top uh, source of information. But hey, you know, that's it, it, it's it's that sucks. That sucks. But it's one of the things we have to sacrifice living in this country where everybody's allowed to believe what they want and say what they want. Uh, and, you know, it, it takes uh, it takes a full uh, reckoning and what what science really means and what we should should take as fact and, and fiction and all that. But that's frustrating. And, yeah, I would say uh, don't believe the hoax that it is a hoax. Don't believe that. Don't believe the hoax that it's a hoax. All right, Max, let's wrap okay. this up. Um, as per usual with our For the First Time podcast, I would like to ask our three mm-hmm. questions. The first question is, what was your favorite part about <laughs> this virus? Um. About the- uh well i have honestly i have a lot of favorite parts um i i've been able to like reconnect with a lot of people and really develop like a few relationships really well and that's been really nice but i'm gonna give like one quick uh afternoon that was my favorite part um there's been like maybe a total of five people that i've had some contact with since the the day that or since like this whole outbreak has gotten really big and, and serious and and all that, uh, maybe like five to seven people. And we were doing some errands, me and one of them, and he drives a um, incredible car. It's like a 91 uh, BMW convertible stick shift. And he was like, all right, we're doing errands. Like we got to do this stuff. We're on the road. Nobody else is on the road. Why don't you drive, Max? And so I learned how to drive a stick shift the other day, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I know that might not be what most people are doing while they're in quarantine. Uh, but, I mean, it, it can be done safely. But it was a beautiful sunny day and, and wind was blowing in my hair and I learned how to drive a stick shift. Uh, and I would say I did it all right. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was my favorite part. What was your favorite part, Max? Um, I think, like you said, just connecting with people you don't typically connect mm-hmm. with. Uh, but other than that, I think my favorite part is just being kind of forced to be creative. Yeah. Uh, like Amy and I turned our apartment into a bowling nice. alley and we some bowling. <laughs> uh, and we've done just like stuff that we wouldn't normally do and have spent time together instead of just playing a board game or playing cards or doing a puzzle, kind of like pushing each other to <laughs> keep ourselves yeah. sane. Yeah, by going insane. You know, that's the only way to do it. You got to get rid of those uh, those barriers in your mind, man, and just go crazy and let it happen. Yeah. But uh, don't like, you know, don't hurt anybody, but go a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question. What is something? No, no, no. Are... That's the last question. You're skipping the most important question. No, I'm going to do that. Question okay. Last. Okay. What's something that I've learned? Um, well, I already mentioned that I learned a little bit how to play the guitar. I learned 
how sick it is to go from a major chord to a seven, especially that C major to a C seven. It's just, it's rock and roll, baby. It's sick. Um, so if you have, if you've got a six string out there, maybe practice your, your C major to C seventh and you know, it's fun. It's easy. It's good times. Um, I learned that and yeah, I guess, I guess we can leave it at that. Okay. Um, I would say I've learned, um, how, easy it is to just totally change the way you live and when I say that I mean I don't think this has just been like oh it's a piece of cake but it was interesting to see because I thought I genuinely thought like oh my god if I have to spend two weeks not leaving my apartment like I'm going to literally go insane, but you kind of just learn, you just adapt and you figure it out and things are okay. So that's something I've learned is that like, eh, well, yeah, we can, we can adapt and we can figure it out. And yeah, as my friend, as our friend, uh, Ricky always likes to say, life finds a way, life always finds a way. Uh, All right. Should we get to this last question? Keep this podcast under an hour? Yeah. All right. So the most important question, Matt, <laughs> would you do it again? <laughs> ah, you know what? With this one, I'm going to give, I think, what is an easy no. If I had the ability to decide whether there would be a worldwide pandemic uh, again, I would... I would have to go with that. Yeah, I'm going to have to echo you and maybe add a little something in there with the big hell no. I would not do this again. Very uh, but yeah, yeah. Very thank you everyone for listening and, and joining us. I know it's a little bit more somber. It's definitely cathartic for both of us to, to just vent a little bit and talk about what we're going through to each other. And I hope you all enjoyed the episode. And yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Um, follow us on Instagram at FTFT Podcast. Uh, find us wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. And Mash um, that five stars, baby. <laughs> Mash that five stars. All right. Maxwell. Yeah. Audio. It's, it's As a always. Pleasure. All of you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. You got anything else to yeah, say? Yeah, we'll see you next time for the first.